try to figure out if we can tell the difference between fact and fiction. Usually we can't. I mean, usually I can't. So Yeah, uh, it's, I do all the research, so it's easier for me. <laughs> you do all the research and you write them and then I fail usually. You, yeah. So what I've been doing recently is uh, bringing friends along Yeah. because they help me. So did you bring a friend with you this week? I did bring a friend. All right, who you got? His name is Kevin from the Jury Room Podcast. Hey, Kevin. Hi, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Welcome yeah. to Campfire Classics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, Kevin, tell us a little bit about yourself and your podcast. I know we ran your promo a couple of weeks ago, but I'd love to hear more about what you do. Yeah. Absolutely. So the Jury Room is a true crime podcast where we visit unsolved cases, um, missing person cases, serial killers, kind of a little bit of everything. I'm actually getting ready to do a conspiracy theory case also uh, here in the next probably about four weeks or so, so I'm super excited about that. But yeah, it's just more or less, it's just taking a deep dive look into, you know, just different true crime and the different natures of serial killers, you know, throughout their beginning of their lives, the middle, you know, and what led up to them ultimately being douchebags. Being oh, crazy. Can I say that? I don't know if I can say that, but Oh yeah, you can say douchebags. Yeah, we... uh, you can you can say whatever the fuck you want, dude. Yeah, we, we are awesome. we are definitely explicit content. <laughs> yeah. Fuck is a good word on this let, podcast. Let, let let your freak flag fly. Yes. So you're you're a you're kind of a ringer then. You're a uh you're a true crime guy. So this Absolutely. this should be in your wheelhouse. I told you I brought along people that can help me. <laughs> right, not make or fail, right? I, I mean I'd like to think I know a lot, but obviously I don't know everything, so I'm well, gonna well, think we're ladies, gonna succeed. The ladies of Wine Dine and Storytime, two were right and one was not. So, you know, it's it's all up in the air. It's so all up in the air. and we're still gonna get that winter wall going. Yeah. We, gotta, we still gotta build a winter wall. Dana uh, Dana and Nydia were like, We need a we need to be on the winter wall <laughs> because we won. <laughs> and we're like, Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. All right. So um, for any first time listeners out there and a refresher for our guest, the way this works is I'm going to read the synopses of three crimes. Two of them will be true historical crime stories, and one of them will be the fictional plot to a movie or a book or a TV show or a play or something like that. And it will be your job to see if you can tell which one is the lie and which ones are the true crimes. Excellent. Let's it's do it. that simple. Yeah. So I'm going to read these stories in chronological order. Uh, when I've read all three, you'll get a chance to say which one you think is the fictional story. And of course, listeners, spoiler alert, not only for a couple of true crime stories, but also potentially for other pop culture things that might get referenced in this section. Also, I do avoid using names as much as possible to avoid tipping you off with a name you might recognize from a book or a movie I'm not going to use the name Frodo. I would say F, you know. Yeah, last last month was the Mupp, Great Muppet Caper. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, if wow. used, yeah, if he'd used Kermit, I would have been like, well, well, well I think weird. that's him. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this week's stories all date back a century or more. 
uh, bear that in mind when I say things that might sound just absolutely bananas, because some of it is unfortunately just a sign of the times. Right. Story number one. A woman we'll call M was sent to live in a convent. Uh, She was a young woman, and when I say young, I mean she was 13. She was praised for her obedience, humility, and piety until she reached her 20s. (laughs) And then she became a hoe. Kinda, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She was was going out and teaching other young women in the town when she met a man who we'll call G. So M and G conversed in public, then started exchanging letters using an agreed-upon drop point in a garden. Scandal. And eventually, they got a blacksmith to make duplicate keys to the convent. And a fellow nun and G's friend, a priest, helped them organize a secret rendezvous. They met at night, frequently. M got pregnant, but the child died. Pregnant nun. The affair became on again, off again, uh, sort of a predecessor to like Ross and Rachel from Friends. Um, In the off again times, M would try doing extreme things to convince herself that the affair was bad, including eating feces every time she thought of G. What? Yeah, it it was. It was. I threw up a little bit. Um, None of that ever took. Eventually. They got back together. She became pregnant again. This time the child survived and G, the guy, brought the daughter home and acknowledged her as his illegitimate child. Then the real shit started to go down. Not just the shit like down the... Not just the shit down the... Not not the... (laughs) 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 Um, One of M's fellow nuns found out about the affair and threatened to expose them. So G murdered her. Yes, not murder. Wow, that's an unexpected response. Um, M told her sister nuns that anyone who blabbed should expect the same. And they told the outside world that the dead nun had just been transferred to another convent. Well, not everyone believed that, so G started killing other people, including the blacksmith who made the keys for them to cover up the lie. Eventually, the story reached officials who arrested and convicted G. He escaped, but was sentenced to death in absentia. He was eventually murdered by a friend. Um, someone who knew him, but heard that he was under penalty of death and just said, well, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Uh, M was arrested as an accomplice to the murders, but claimed diabolical forces made her do it. She was sentenced to 13 years in a cell. She survived and was released to eventually live out the rest of her life in the convent. Okay. Well, that was a very twisty-turny kind of road right there, man. That was a lot. Oh, my God. I have a lot to say about that one, but damn, the Catholic Church has got some shit. Literally got some shit, man. That's Literally got some shit that time. That's... As a recovering Catholic, I can bash the Catholic Church all I want. <laughs> so, all right, so that was number one. So that was story number one. Right, okay, wait, time out. The... For, the, for the record, your facial expressions yep. are hilarious. I, <laughs> you are like... I'm just, anyways, continue. I'm sorry. Dear, dear listener, facial expressions are what you're missing out on. Wait, maybe we should 
start recording these. Like, we'll videos. we'll have to start doing a video version of just, these. Just of your face and listening to him <laughs> read off and your facial expressions. It'd be perfect. I'm a cartoon. <laughs> uh, so story number two. A man who we'll call H fell in love with a girl who we'll call L. She agreed to marry him. Her father said yes. Everyone was happy, except their church. <laughs> See, is this a theme? L and yes, <laughs> so there is we, always a theme. Okay, I always put a right, theme. All right, all right. We've got, we've got, we've got religious motivated crime this time around. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so L and her father were early members of the Mormon Church. <laughs> H was not. So, an elder of the church told them that she should get married, suggested two good Mormon boys for her to choose from, and gave them a month to decide. Instead, they decided to run away. This would have been a good move, but unfortunately, the two men did not like being told no so rudely. So, H returned home to their new hiding place one day to find L missing and her father dead. H tracked L and her captors down, but was unable to rescue her, and she died, reportedly of a broken heart, though realistically probably from some disease or infection contracted as a result of being locked up in some Mormon's basement. <laughs> the, the Mormon basements are dirty, man. <laughs> They're so clean up front, but that's where they keep all their crap right down there. All the poison, all the murder, murder acts. It's probably where they keep all the religion at, is in the basement. In the basement, It's where they keep all the documents that are forged. So H vowed vengeance, eventually tracked down and killed the two men responsible for the death of L and her father. He was eventually located after a very public manhunt and freely confessed to the murders, figuring, well... I completed my life's mission. I don't have anything else to lose. He was arrested, but he actually died the night before his trial. Suspicious. Convenient. Uh, Officially, he died of an aneurysm. Okay. Sure he did. Jeffrey Epstein hung himself. Right. Exactly. Right. All right. Mormons. Definitely the theme is... Yeah, because a lot of people die for religion, so I completely get this. This is a good thing. Yeah. All right. All right. All I right. like it. Yeah. This is- Story number the third. A priest who we'll call S was relocated by the Catholic Church. Of course he was. This relocation came after several complaints and accusations ranging from exactly what you're thinking of to complaints that his parishioners didn't think he was even a real priest. (laughs) Once in his new costume, like start showing up, pretended to be an ordained priest. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a Um, fun game. Once in his new position, he would later tell police. He heard the voice of God telling him that he should love the rectory housekeeper. At first she turned him down, but eventually they started a secret relationship. S. told the woman that he was going to leave the priesthood for her. Sure, we've heard that one before. (laughs) Performed a secret marriage ceremony for the two of them and started renting an apartment for them. He was also, in a twist worthy of the talented Mr. Ripley, having an affair with a man with whom he was running a counterfeiting ring. 
Of course, there, there's always something else, right? One night, while being intimate with his wife on the altar of his church, a voice told him to sacrifice her. <gasps> he stopped. That's called schizophrenia, not Jesus. <laughs> he stopped and told her what was going on. She laughed at him, told him he was just being crazy. Shortly thereafter, they found out she was pregnant. Not long after that, S. came home to their apartment, murdered his wife, and threw the pieces of her body into the river off a ferry. The mistake S. made was wrapping the body parts in pillowcases that still had tags or labels on them. The police were able to trace sales receipts back to S. He confessed to the murder as soon as he was arrested and sentenced to death. My God, why don't these people just like leave the church? <laughs> he doesn't need to be a priest. And that lady did not have to be a nun. And Mormons are just weird. <laughs> uh, I mean, she's pretty much nailed it right there on the head. It's, 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 like, uh, you don't like the church you're in, just leave. Just leave. <laughs> just uh, go live your life. I mean, don't murder people. So, um, those are our three stories. All right. It is now up to the two of you and to you, of course, listener at home, to try and see if you can guess which one is a fictional story and which two actually happened. All right. Kevin, do you have any ideas? So I listened to all three of them and like I have no idea because I'm trying to like I was trying to rack my brain to try to figure out if something along the way would jog a memory. Mm-hmm. But in my humble opinion if it's what a century a century is what a hundred years right or no yes yeah. so all of yeah all so of all of them happened. took place at least a century ago so if it's at least a hundred years or older at least that means even the third story would have to be in 1921 or before so in my opinion being that a true crime junkie I would say it's going to be the third one is going to be the lie because there's no way they had the technology to trace receipts at that time. That's what I think. Okay. That is a good reason, actually. I, I like that reasoning very much, but because I usually just go with a different story. (laughs) I'm going to go with the Mormons because Mormons are weird. I'm going to go with the Mormon story. So you think number two is fiction. The Mormon one is fiction. (laughs) And you think number three is fiction. Correct. All right. So I'm going to start with a story that neither of you picked. Story number one was true. That that did in fact happen. It is the story of Marianne de Leva y Marino, who was born in Italy in 1575. Her lover was Count Giovanni Osio. Ooh, a count. <laughs> and the resulting murders and trial were very well documented. Her story has been told in at least four Italian films, one Italian French film, and at least one Italian erotic film. Well, oh, <laughs> None born. No, not that. Yeah. Yeah, you, you want shit porn or what? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. I didn't think I forgot yeah, about you that. You forgot oh, about no. that part, right? <laughs> that's that's going to affect my dreams tonight. It's going to be. Um, 
story number three was a true story. Oh. Uh, the reason they were able to trace the receipts is because the the label had the manufacturer's name on it, and the manufacturer was a company right across the river, oh. and they were just able to go look through their records. <laughs> it's um, mom-pa business. So, <laughs> so Hans Schmidt was Hans. born in 1881 in Bavaria, uh, while he claims to have been ordained at age 18, many people think that he forged his own ordination papers. He ran at least two counterfeiting rings during his short life. Okay, so he was faking priest. He was not a priest. Many, many people believe that okay. he was faking it. Uh, when no one in Europe would accept him as the new parish priest because of all the complaints, he moved to America. In New York City... He met his future wife, Anna. Uh, shortly before his execution, he wrote a letter to the district attorney saying, I should have told the truth in the first place. Anna died from the result of a criminal operation which was instigated by me. I did not murder her and am not guilty of murder in the first degree. In other words, what he said in his letter was he tried to perform an at-home abortion and she died. <laughs> Oh, man. Not that abortion's I just love funny, that you're... but that yeah. this guy's just a sicko, man. What the... F- all right. He, well, right. I love that everyone in Europe was like, we're not buying your shit, and he comes to America, and, and everyone's like, like yay! Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, people in New York will put up with any old thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a priest, good. Which brings us to story number two. Yeah, good job, Heather. Well done. I, I, I've been on a roll. S- story number two was the plot of the Sherlock Holmes novel, A Study in Scarlet. Oh, I didn't Is know it? that. Yep. They're Mormons? Yeah, so, or, or at least that's the plot of part of it. Obviously, I left out the parts with the investigation and just gave the murderer's backstory. But yes, there you have it. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle writing about murderous Mormons over a century before Netflix released that Mormon documentary. Yay! Awesome. Hey, thank you yeah. so much for playing along. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That was Thanks for maybe, having uh, me. Maybe you can cover one of those stories. What? <laughs> <laughs> You want to you cover the shit-eating nun I, one one way? Oh. Only if you come on with me, though. That's the only way. Okay. I got okay. to see the facial expressions Deal. <laughs> while I'm reading the script. I can even, like, uh, enact. I'm not, I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat shit. We'll get oh, some chocolate God pudding. For that. Okay, give me some chocolate pudding, and I'll, like. Oh, like, my, that read, visualization read. is still bad, though. <laughs> like, I'm going to be, like, like, almost throwing up as I'm eating, because. You know, I have an imaginative mind. I'm not going to just be like, oh, yeah. oh, that's pudding. No, I'm going to be like, oh, she's really covering herself in shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my lover. Ah. Oh, oh, that's gross. Well, that's thanks. horrifying. That was fun. I, this was fun. I had, I'm glad you guys had me. We should have done it sooner. Yeah, thank you so much are. for coming on. We, Kevin, you've been super supportive of our podcast, and we love Absolutely. your podcast. So, Can you tell our listeners when your new episodes come out and where they can listen to them? Yeah, so my next episode's coming out on March 28th. Uh, it'll be the Jonestown episode. At that point, I'm going to uh, every two weeks for an episode release. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to start doing like an aftermath episode to where... Uh, I bring on guests to discuss whatever the previous episode was, you know, whether it be, you know, true crime, a conspiracy theory, something like that. Uh, that'll be being be that will be released in between episodes, um, nice. to, you know, just for that more content thing. Um, but yeah, so my next episode will be uh, next Sunday. It'll be Jonestown. 
super excited about it. Almost done with it. I've been like super perfecting it. So I'm probably overthought it 8,000 times by now. But yeah, I'm super excited to get it out there. I'm excited to listen to that awesome. one. I, I am deep into the uh, cults right now. I'm watching the Scientology cult uh, like on uh, Netflix. And like I've listened to a couple True Crime Jonestown. So I'm going to. I'm going to listen to yours. I'm excited. Have you listened? Have you seen the, um, there was a cult show on Hulu. I forget what it is. It's like each episode's a different cult, but they covered like no, Nexium. They've covered uh, Children of God. They've covered like a, it's like six episodes. So it's like six different. Probably types. like Heaven's Gate and stuff. Heaven's yeah, Gate. I, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I will check that out. Yeah, I'm going to check it, that out. Have you watched the uh, Richard Ramirez documentary? No, I haven't. You should watch that one too. That's a good one. Well, it's like, um, it's not a gory one. It's it's very yeah. well produced. Like I, I give it up to them. They produced it very well. It wasn't what I expected. I expected it more to be about Richard Ramirez, but yeah. it's actually centered on the investigation of Richard Ramirez. So it's not like your, you know, your normal, oh, that he killed and stabbed on the police of the investment.